Hi, and welcome to the Improve Fitness Podcast with me, Nikki Perry. My mission is to empower and equip you to live a healthier and happier life with the knowledge and skills behind you to make well-informed decisions that align with your own values and goals. Why not check out my website at nprovefitness.co.uk for information on the wide variety of services I offer to help people succeed on their journey. Or if you just want some unbiased, practical information that you can apply to your life today, then click follow on this podcast and stay up to date with my latest episodes. And while there, please share the podcast to your friends and family so I can succeed in my mission to help as many people as possible have a really healthy relationship with their own body and mind. And now it's time to start our episode. Hello everyone and welcome. It is me, Nikki. I probably sound very different because I am just coming out of a week long of having no voice and I've been holding off trying to do my podcast episode until it came back and I've given up today and decided this is going to be as good as it gets for a while. So I'm going to continue no matter how croaky my voice sounds. I'm going to try and keep it a little bit of a short and sweeter episode today anyway. Um, but I wanted to hold myself accountable because I do a podcast every week as a one minimum and that is what I'm doing today. It's a nice sign of what I like to call imperfect action. So we don't wait for the perfect moment. We just get on and do it. And that's kind of my motto in life because nothing's ever going to be perfect no matter how long you wait for it. So usually my episode today would be a question and answer session based on questions that have been posed by my coaching clients online. Uh, But we're actually at the end of my initial eight week training phase with them. So those that are on Envision and Enhance start at the back of um, of October and their last week was um, finished on Sunday. So I haven't got any questions from them, uh, but several of the clients are moving forward and staying with me uh, doing some more coaching. So there will be questions coming in future weeks. Uh, But what I wanted to really use today's episode for was to kind of wrap up kind of everything that I've discovered and learned over the last eight weeks uh, by having so many clients. So I think I had 23 clients on the program, all starting and finishing at the same time, all technically getting the same information, the same guidance, the same advice and to see how it impacted them differently and how the results came through differently. Because if you're listening to this and you're thinking of going on your own fat loss journey, it can be a very confusing thing to navigate. There is so much information online and available in regards to kind of fat loss and what works and what doesn't work. There are 101 different diets you can kind of stick to as a kind of set plan. There's always polarised views, one kind of person saying don't do this and then someone of equal gravitas in regards to whether they're a scientist or a doctor or or some fitness professional says the opposite, says that you do need to do this and it could be an absolute minefield. So I just want to kind of dispel some of the myths really and kind of give you the findings that I would say from coaching, I said, a good number of clients over this eight weeks period so you've got some tangible information to kind of take away and hopefully use on your own journey. So the first thing I want to say is everyone on my coaching program were busy people, okay? The reason that they probably feel like they need coaching is because not necessarily they don't know how to do something, but they don't have the headspace to figure it all out. And I say headspace because one of the barriers that nearly every single client highlighted to me on their consultation form when they started 
what's the word time now i like to kind of flip that round because often it's not time itself it's knowing what to do with that time and knowing what to do with that time takes time so let's say for example i don't know you're going to cook a meal cooking the meal probably isn't going to take any difference whether it's a low calorie meal or it's going to be a high calorie meal and one's going to maybe help you lose weight and might one might help you put on weight that meal might take exactly the same amount of time but doing the research and gaining the knowledge and understanding to know what type of meal you should be creating is the bit of time that people struggle with so time is a barrier yes but it's a barrier when you're trying to learn to do something not the actual barrier to doing the thing itself um so i said time was english but what i say is that all the clients i work with i would class as very busy individuals okay they're either working full-time or with lots of hobbies outside of that or they are busy working mums or they've got a household of children themselves and they're, they're stay-at-home mums kind of navigating all the house and children but either way they would all be classed as busy and that's the type of client i really love to work with because Yes, in hindsight, wouldn't it be lovely when we're all in our early 20s and didn't have any commitments, didn't have a house and didn't have a mortgage and didn't have any kids to look after and had a nine to five job that we could just switch off from at the end of each day. We probably did have lots of time on reflection to go to the gym every day and to go for long walks every day and do some meditation and do some journaling and just read and be all relaxed and get all eight hours of sleep a night. That would be wonderful. But my clients aren't like that and I'm not going to treat them like that and I'm not going to expect things from them as if they're in that place so I said to start with understanding that they're all very busy people and I'm guessing if you're listening to this you probably also are because that's generally the type of people that come my way so the next thing I want to say is as my coaching is not a prescription I do not tell people follow these exact rules and you will get this result because that is not life. Every single one of the clients I work with has different time pressures, different commitments, different priorities, different things they enjoy. And to try and force people to all live in exactly the same way is never going to work. Which is why most, oh no, let's reframe that, all diet plans that you can buy out there, all of them are not going to work for everyone. And I can even say that about myself, because for you to succeed in my coaching... I need clients to take control of their situation, to want to learn, to want to develop, to want to expand their knowledge, like they're learning a new discipline. That's how my coaching works. And that's also not going to be for everyone, which is why not every single person that started with me eight weeks ago has engaged throughout the whole eight weeks. But for those that normally follow a set diet plan where they give you strict kind of meals that you've got to create and strict workouts that you've got to follow a certain amount of times... Not everyone is going to succeed in that. Now, you only see the successes on the marketing. You only see those pictures on their Instagram page, all the people that have lost a tremendous amount of weight, and those people that do rave about it. What you don't see is all the people that haven't, and that's because it's worded in a way that makes them feel like they failed the diet rather than the actual fact that the diet failed them because it was never, ever flexible enough to suit them. So I just want to give you a bit of a kind of understanding of how different each of my clients have been on this on this coaching journey. So I'm all about you you become a better average version of yourself than before. So your body weight, your body fat 
is there because of your average actions, because of the amount of food on average you've been eating against the amount of movement, the amount of calorie expenditure that you have been doing, all on average. So when we're looking to get into fat loss, we are trying to get a better version of your average to averagely over time eat less calories and to averagely over time be burning more calories to create a calorie deficit because that is where fat loss will happen. But that average is very, very different for people. So I had some clients that throughout the whole coaching journey were doing 5,000 steps a day. Now, to some, you might listen to this and go, oh my God, that's really low. It should be 10,000 steps minimum. Well, it might be 10,000 steps minimum if you are already on eight or 9,000 steps on average before you came to me on your fat loss journey. But some of those that have been losing fat at 5,000 steps a day came to me actually only walking 2,000 steps a day. They had a desk job, they drove to work, they came home, they were quite sedentary at home in regards to they quite often would like to sit and watch TV or sit and play with the kids. There wasn't a lot of movement. Their weekends were spent doing activities that involved a lot of sitting down, going out for dinners, going to the cinema, um, all of those activities where there just wasn't a lot of movement involved. So 5,000 steps to them was actually quite a big increase. That said, at the other end of the spectrum, I had clients that already liked being active and actually wanted to be more active. They were generally quite active on their days off from work, but quite sedentary on their days at work. So they sometimes were on targets and they were showing every day steps, 15,000 to 20,000 steps a day. Now that might seem totally unattainable for some people, but it was only averagely a little bit better for them. It was just to keep their mind focused that they went out for a walk, especially going into the time of year that this has kind of moved into. We'd gone from the start of October when we started. It's actually a really nice start of the, of the programme. It was nice and hot and sunny still. Now we're in the depths of winter. Now, very quickly, people can get into the habit of not going for walks when the, when the weather changes. And these step counts and these kind of targets were to make sure that they kept up with the thing that they already enjoyed, the thing they already enjoyed doing on their days off, but they did it no matter what the weather rather than actually only going for these long walks when it was sunny. Because that is what's going to stop them from having this yearly cycle of putting on weight in winter and then trying to lose it in summer. And the reason they were doing that is because their habits changed in winter. They, they stopped moving so much, they stopped walking so much, and they generally would spend that time instead at home doing some more eating. So we were just trying to keep the habits that get them where they want in summer into that winter period. So I said, so their step counts were totally different. Their exercise routines were totally different. I had some clients that have lost significant amounts of weight by only doing one exercise session a week. But that one exercise session a week was one more than they ever used to do. I've had some clients that have lost significant amounts of weight by doing five exercise sessions a week. And that's actually come down from what they were doing. So I had some clients that were doing six or seven exercise sessions a week. And I've actually reined them back because it was actually impacting them negatively by making their body tired, by their body not recovering properly. They weren't getting out of their exercise sessions what they wanted to. They weren't getting stronger. They weren't necessarily getting fitter because their body was always in a state of fatigue. So I've actually reined them back still at five sessions a week, but allowing them time to actually fuel their body to recover so that it can really optimise that time. And then those hours that they're now not exercising have been reallocated to other aspects of their health. So they are going to, they're walking more or they're focusing on their nutrition more or they're resting more or they're sleeping more. So you've just reallocated that time 
And again, they've had significant amounts of weight loss. Calorie target wise, so the amount of food that people are eating varies massively. So there is absolutely no point in me giving every single client the same calories to aim for. And if you've been on a diet before and say, well, I never really know what a calorie is. I've just followed the set meal plan. This is even more prevalent then. Because if you get given a set recipe book to follow, those recipes have a certain amount of calories in them, but they have no idea how big your body is. They have no idea how big your energy demands are. So for some people whose energy demands are higher than yours because they may be a bigger individual or they move more and they exercise more and their body needs more calories on a daily basis, they probably did lose weight on that diet plan because it gave them a calorie deficit. For a smaller individual who doesn't move so much, they might not have lost weight on that diet plan because the recipes they're following actually didn't create them a calorie deficit. And that's the difference in my coaching. So every single client has been given a calorie target based on their body size and their their lifestyle. So whether they're sedentary or whether they're very active or somewhere in the middle and the amount of muscle they have and the age they are and their height and the weight. And these things have moved during the eight weeks as we've adjusted. So I think the client that had the lowest amount of calories on their target was 1,300. Now you might say, oh my God, that's so low. I always hear that you shouldn't go under 1,400 calories. Well, maybe not if you're a six foot man, but if you're only a five foot small petite lady that's already hasn't got that much body fat on them and they said they are of a petite size, then actually to diet down even further in regards to losing body fat, you can probably only eat 1300 calories to start with. Now, there's a whole different conversation about how we can increase it over time, which I work with my clients on. But to get into initial fat loss phase, actually 1300 calories wasn't that big a deficit. Most clients, I normally take 500 calories per day off what they're going to need so that if they take it off, that's where the deficit comes. For clients down at that low number, they've actually only taken off 200 calories because I don't want to make it unattainable for them. So I said one end of the spectrum was 1,300 calories. The other end of the spectrum, I think I had my highest calories on 2,000 calories for one client. Again, the weight loss was actually quite similar across these different categories as I said and a lot of clients kind of sat in the middle between 15 16 1700 calories respectively and even when we looked at protein targets they were one extreme to the other so some were down at 70 grams a day some were up at 120 grams a day based on their body size based on their energy demands based on how active they were and how much muscle they have and how much muscle they were trying to build at time and even if people's eating habits were tremendously different so I had some that were eating I say three meals a day. And when I say meal, I mean any occasion you're eating. So we put snacks in this as well. So some were stopping to eat three times a day, um, which was actually sometimes more than what they're eating before. Sometimes they're only two meals a day before they came to me. Some were eating on six occasions a day because actually that's where they were optimized best. That's where they weren't hungry. That's where they were in control of their eating habits. So there was a massive, massive spectrum in regards to kind of the types of, um, the amount of food people are eating, how much protein they're eating, how much exercise they're doing, how much movement they were doing, all that stuff. But their results have come back incredibly similar. So nearly every single client that's finished the eight weeks with me has lost between four and a half and five and a half kilos, which is crazy. So that's about... 10 to 12 pounds ish um so really good significant weight loss and 
there or even above what I would hope and expect. So that's just a bit of evidence that I said it's not about what you do necessarily in regards to setting strict rules. You don't need strict rules. You don't need to set diet. What you need is a plan that works for you. And that's what I've really focused on with these clients is educating them to understand the targets that I've given them, why that target is their target and not anyone else's target. So that when they are judging what they're doing against maybe someone else on a different journey, they understand why it is different because knowledge is power of all this. But we spent most of the time then figuring out how to optimise it. So those... I say knows on the lowest calories. It's not as anyone. Everyone that was on the program was probably going to have calories lower than what they're eating previous to starting the program. Because if they were gaining weight or they were at the same steady weight coming into the coaching, it means they weren't in an energy deficit. They were consuming either more calories than needed or the right amount of calories they needed per day to stay in the body size they were in. So they wanted to shrink their body. They were going to also have to shrink their calorie intake. So what we focused on then is trying to make that process as easy as possible. And not just easy in the short term, but easy in the long term. Because as my clients very quickly learned through all the educational content they had, is that when their body shrunk and when their body was in a smaller size, which is where they're all aiming for, their calorie intake long term was also probably going to be a bit smaller. Because a smaller body needs less calories. So instead of putting them on some crazy hard diet now, giving them prescription or just eat this and just do this. And then once you lose your weight, just go off by yourself, which is what most diets are. We actually started to implement the habits and the behaviours now in these eight weeks that they're going to run with for the long term. So they've learned all about increasing the amount of food that they can eat by choosing foods that have what we call a low volume of, sorry, a high volume of food, so you get a lot of volume of it, but for a low calorie. So it's the density of calories in the food was decreased while the volume stayed high. They've really hit getting protein into their into the, the daily intake a lot more as a priority, not just because protein helps with building muscles, because protein keeps people feeling fuller for a lot longer and they're way less going to overeat afterwards. And every single client has commented on how they've noticed by increasing their protein intake, what a big difference that's made in regards to their hunger and their control to not binge later on in the day. There's been a significant increase in kind of vegetable intake um, through kind of adding a lot of vegetables into dishes. And just when they're planning meals, having those two focuses, where's my protein, where's my vegetables or fruit in each meal, because it's given them something to really focus on. And also, for those that know me, they've also started eating a lot of spinach. So spinach shells have gone through the roof, not because they have to. I've never told a client I don't think they need to eat spinach. But people like to try things, and they know that I eat it a lot. And um, a lot of them mean convinced it's the wonder food. <laughs> so um, it's really good. So I said, so most of the results we come from, I said, understanding what types of foods will work for them and why. Because you could lose weight on eating really high processed foods, but the portions of those foods are going to be small and it's going to make you probably feel a little bit groggy and a little fatigued and tired along the way. And most of my clients can't afford that. They can't afford to be tired or groggy. They got busy, busy working, socialised, familyized. They need to feel energised. And also they have the whole family dynamic that they've needed to fit this into. 
And I was never going to say to them, you've got to follow this strict meal plan because that is not going to fit with the eating habits of their, their wider family, whether that's partners or husbands or wives or kids. It was never going to work. So by educating the clients to understand what foods are going to help them towards the goals more than others and the reason why, when they've been plating up their meals at dinner time, all they've done is just change the portioning on their plate in regards to how much of one food they're having compared to another. But they're still eating the same meals with their family, which has been absolutely crucial. So if that's kind of been what they've been doing, then what has been the big difference between those that what I'd say has succeeded, that have either reached their target goals already in regards to their weight loss or very much on the path to it, and the very small handful of individuals that unfortunately haven't stayed engaged to the end. Now, that doesn't mean that they haven't made progress. I'm sure they have made progress, but there's been a, just a small handful that didn't. And I would say there's been a few things. And the main thing is taking ownership and taking control of their own journey. Now, everyone, I would say, probably that has, has been on this coaching program, there has been at one stage or two times maybe in the journey where they've hit that wall, where they found it hard. There's some people that was week one, day one, day two. The initial anxiety, the initial overwhelm, the initial, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing this and I actually need to change. And that can be years of bottled up emotions coming to a head because it's one thing saying you want to do something and it's another thing doing it. And we can hide behind the wanting to do something for a long time until we get to that surface and there is no hiding now we're in doing it or we're not doing it so I think some people had the initial worry right at the start and those that have managed to get through that are those that have reached out that put the hand up that said to me as their coach that they were struggling and why they're struggling and I could coach them out of that and really shrink the expectations on themselves down to really small bite-sized pieces so taking ownership and being honest and open has been a massive influence on those that have succeeded in getting where they want to. Now, some find the first few weeks really, really easy. Some were very open to, yeah, let's do this, let's crack on. But then they all probably at some point find a hurdle. And then those people generally find the hurdle with complacency, with kind of there was the motivation to start with, yeah, I'm going to attack everything, I'm going to smash everything, the weight, the scales are coming down really quickly then the scale starts to slowly come to a bit of a plateau, if not a stop. And the, enth- the weather changed and the enthusiasm to do new things starts to wane. And again, those that managed to overcome that were those that told me as their coach, those that reached out, those that wanted support. And there was loads of different things we did around that time. Sometimes all they needed was to reflect back and realise how far they'd come. Some needed to be told that actually... What they were doing now that felt complacent to them was actually habits forming. So instead of everything feeling like a big effort and them getting used to every day having to make a big effort to make these changes, they weren't having to make an effort anymore. They saw that as complacency. I saw that as actually habits forming. Their results were still coming through. It was fine. Some of them just needed a reality check in regards to what their progress actually meant they were doing. So especially when we work in kilograms and we... Uh, do their scale weights in kilograms now we also do progress through measurements and progress through photos but a lot of people also are doing weekly weigh-ins is if they only see the kilos coming down let's say by 
0.4 of a kilo. It can seem like that's a dent in the ocean, but 0.4 of a kilo is one pound. And one pound of body fat lost over a week is three and a half thousand calories on average. That's 500 calories a day on average. Now, most people actually have more weight loss than that. So when I actually put their progress into numbers and went back and said to them, you've created a calorie deficit over the last three weeks, four weeks, on average of 600, 700, 800 calories per day, that is freaking amazing. And actually it's a way higher deficit than I would even want you to normally do, but you've done it. And now maybe your calorie deficit has been coming more down to 500 calories a day. That's actually amazing. And when people see that and reflect back on that and actually realise what that 0.4 of a kilo on the scales actually is in reality, that gave them the confidence to move forward. But again, they needed to reach out and they needed to highlight they were having this wobble to get over the wobble. And this is the difference between, I think, sometimes following a kind of set diet and having a coach is that the coach can kind of coach you out of that. But how we coach you out of that mindset where you might feel like you're hitting a bit of a wall is very personalised personalized to each individual because your mindset is going to be different to anyone else's and what you need to hear to get over and through that kind of mental block is going to be different for everyone else. But I said, yeah, so... I said, the approach for people that have succeeded has been open honesty, not perfection, not a single client I would say has had what I would class as a easy ride. Everyone has had some lumps and bumps and that's because that is life. Most people have had periods where they've even been sick or their kids have been sick and things haven't gone to plan. Some have had holidays that they've had to overcome And it's that overcoming thing that is the big, big difference between those that succeed and carry on on the journey they want to and those that don't. Because if you go on holiday for a week and you forget about your goals for that whole week period and you come back, it's very hard to re-engage your brain because for seven days, 10 days, you haven't thought about this and you've been re-building new habits, shall we say. So... For those that have succeeded, they've actually not taken their eye off the ball or off the end game, the goal the whole time. What they've done is when they've had these moments where they've either been caught up in, I've had a couple of clients that have been hostile with their children. I've had a couple of clients that have been on holidays or been of weekends away. They haven't gone into that period of time thinking they're not going to do anything. They've gone into it and tried to make the best case scenario based on what they want to get out of it. So even those that have been hostile with their children, They've tried when they've had to go to the cafes to just think about, right, what is my goals? When I'm choosing these foods, what am I thinking of? They've tried when they've come out to actually, they've learned that actually going for a walk is actually a bit of a mental release for them and actually gives them energy rather than drains them from energy. So they've just tried to do the bare minimum of trying to get a bit of a movement in and try to fuel their body with foods that they'd learn actually make them feel better in those toughest situations. And those that have been on holiday They've kind of planned ahead in regards to kind of what they want at the holiday, what's going to bring them joy on holiday, where their values sit on holiday in regards to their fat loss goals. So are they parking those fat loss goals for a week? Are they Would they be happy to come back at the same weight as what they were? Are they happy to be going up a little bit in weight and then coming back to, back afterwards? Do they want to continue on their fat loss journey on the holiday? And they've had a conversation with themselves and with me as their coach to plan ahead so that they don't just get lost in their old average actions. 
They haven't just got caught up in binge eating every single thing that's on the buffet three times a day, saying yes to every single drink, even if they didn't actually want the last two of them. Actually going out for walks for enjoyment, not just because it was for their fat loss, but they've, they've had that awareness going into these things that when they've come back, actually they've looked forward to coming back home to some structure and some routine rather than resented it and felt like they've kind of fallen off the wagon, fallen off the track and they can't get back onto it again. So they are the main things I said that I've seen in regards to the types of things that people have succeeded on and maybe not succeeded on in the small handful. And it really comes down to that self-awareness, being taking ownership of your own journey, taking control of your own journey. When things go well, applauding their own efforts, recognising their own efforts and learning from them. So why has today gone well? Why did I actually make that choice at that? Why did I manage to say no to the extra bit bit of cake in the office and actually say yes to just a small bit? What happened in that moment? Why did I manage to hold control in that situation? Why did I manage to go to the pub with my friends and actually only have one or two drinks rather than normal five? Actually having that self-reflection awareness of learning from the times that things go well to help equip us for future situations, but also learning from the things that didn't go well. Because sometimes you have to feel something to learn from it. So I've had clients that have overeaten on occasions more than they wanted to, more than they had planned to. And they've felt dreadful afterwards because actually their bodies, they're so tuned in now to their body, their body did not want that quantity of food or they, it did not want that type of food. But they ate it out of habit or ate it out of peer pressure or ate it out of kind of politeness, which is often the thing with eating habits. We eat because people have served us it and it's, it's deemed rude not to. But they've really suffered afterwards. But they need to feel that suffering of the physical uncomfortableness, don't think that's a word, <laughs> uncomfortableness in their own body to arm them with the skills to next time that they're in that situation to confidently say no to some stuff or to manage their portions of stuff so they don't feel that dreadful before. But having that awareness and reflecting on stuff and learning from stuff and understanding why you feel like that is the difference between those that have progressed and those that maybe haven't progressed so much. It's not the easy option coaching in that you have to take control of your life, but it's the only way, and I would say that quite confidently, it's the only way you are going to be able to maintain your results for a long term. If you have been on and off diets for most of your adult life, it's because you have not taken ownership of it yourself in regards to you do not understand why that diet worked. You don't understand why it didn't work. You don't understand what was helping you on one occasion and derailing on another occasion because the emphasis has probably been on it's the diet. I failed the diet or the diet was wrong for me. So if you are listening to this and you want to lose some body fat, I'm not saying you have to come to my coaching. I'm not saying my coaching is the way for you to get your results. I would just facilitate it by giving you the education and the knowledge and the understanding to know why you will lose weight or not lose weight and how to make it the most easiest path in regards to the types of foods you eat, the types of movements you choose and trying to figure out how to fit that in your life because that's the bit that most people get stuck on. 
And that's where coaches generally come in and hopefully good coaches would really support you on that. Um, I say, because once you understand why you're doing stuff and the sooner you start implementing the things that you're going to need to do for the long term now, the quicker your results will come and the longer the term the results will come. Every single one of my clients that was on my coaching program that finished and did their final review with me, they had questions on there in regards to their nutrition and their exercise and movement and their mindset in regards to would they still like to be doing and feeling the same things in 12 months time as they are now and every single person said yes so that is amazing because they've managed to lose 11 pounds five kilos in eight weeks doing these behaviors and every single one has said they still want to do exactly the same behaviors in 12 months time that means that their eating habits have been tailored to be enjoyable um, enjoyable for them and makes their body feel great and they know they're achievable from a time perspective they know that their movement, their activity, their exercise things are things that they want to do. They want to be doing it in 12 months' time. This wasn't a question of, do you want to still be in your same body size in 12 months' time? It was purely about the actions and the behaviours. Do you want to do them in 12 months' time? And they did. Which really shows that this is the type of plan that works, where you actually are looking long-term and bring it into the immediate, not trying to do something different in the immediate period and doing something different long term. Right, I'm going to rattle up because my quick episode is still not turned very quick because I just talked for so long. I'm so sorry. Um, so yes, have confidence in yourself. Be aware of yourself. Question things you do and learn from them. If you want some coaching support, I've got my next round starting in January. Spaces are very limited. They're getting snatched up very quickly. But uh, they will be there. Otherwise, keep tuning into the podcast. I'll keep chucking out all the questions and answers from my clients over the next few weeks and anything else I think might be useful to you. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, and sorry about my croaky voice. It's just about held up, which is good. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast with me. I hope you found it really interesting with lots of take-home messages and knowledge to implement into your own journey so you can reach your own goals successfully. If you'd like any extra support, just please drop me a message or visit my webpage, improvefitness.co.uk to check out the full range of services I offer. I will have a new eight-week coaching program starting in the new year, so please feel free to drop me a message now if you want to secure a space on that one. Our focus is all around fat loss and the behavioural and lifestyle changes to implement to help you not only receive your fat loss but also implement it and sustain it for the long term outside of the fat loss coaching i also do in-person person training and a wide range of classes helping local people in the east of an area get fitter and stronger in a really enjoyable fun environment as well so if you have any questions drop me a message visit my website and i hope to work with you soon